Hello and welcome to the Amateur Austenite. My name is Frances Duncan. I am an author and the founder of the Jane Austen Society of New Zealand. However, I am underqualified for my job as I am and have always been an enthusiastic amateur. Today we are going to be discussing Chapter 20 of Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. Chapter 20 is the aftermath of the proposal from Mr. Collins. So in this, he does as he said he would and goes and talks to Elizabeth's parents. Well, Mrs. Bennet finds him and wants to know what happened. And then Mrs. Bennet goes to talk to Mr. Bennet, who then calls Elizabeth down. And this is one of the funniest pieces in the entire novel when he, um, Mrs. Bennet says that She'll have nothing to do to with Elizabeth if Elizabeth won't marry Mr. Collins. And then Mr. Bennett replies with, An unhappy alternative is before you, Elizabeth. From this day, you must be a stranger to one of your parents. Your mother will never see you again if you do not marry Mr. Collins, and I will never see you again if you do. Now, I know Mr. Collins isn't... The most handsome of men or charming but it would be a good match for Elizabeth um, and this reading was the first time that I actually realized that she might be hasty telling him no yes he asked in an awful way and he's a bit of a repellent character but he is a good option for a husband when she is uh, 20 already and she isn't married and there are obviously no eligible men in the neighbourhood. Um, it's true that at the moment she thinks Jane is probably going to marry Bingley and she could live with them. But there is no guarantee that that's going to happen. I think it's a sad society where a woman might have to sacrifice her happiness and her life just to have enough money to live on. Though I suppose there are some people that would say having to work in this day and age is pretty much the same. That that's soul destroying. I'd like to think that people can find happiness in their job, personally. Now, um, Charlotte Lucas turns up. Um, and we know she's going to have quite an interest in this. It's possible at this point it's already in the back of her mind what she's going to do. And she manages to stay in the room and listen quietly to what goes on between Mr. Collins and Mrs. Bennett. And Mr. Collins becomes to be a little bit gracious or tries to be a little bit gracious. He says, let us be forever silent on this point. Far be it from me to resent the behaviour of your daughter. Although he does say this in a voice that marks his displeasure. But he gives a good speech and he's trying to be his usual complimentary self and say all the right things. But he's a little bit miffed that um, Elizabeth didn't marry him because he laid out good reasons as to why she should. But again, those are things that he should not say. Um, that's basically all that happens in chapter 20. It's just the aftermath of the proposal. And it's a bit, 
I think Mr. Bennett as well is a bit shocking in his response. Yes, he doesn't want his favourite daughter to marry Mr. Collins, but he shouldn't be treating the whole thing as a joke because the whole family's finances really does balance on the fact that Mr. Bennett is alive and when he dies, um, they're going to be in much straightened circumstances. Uh, and will probably have to live with other family members. And he does have five daughters who are all unmarried. At the moment, as I said, things are looking good because it looks like Jane might marry Mr. Bingley, but there is no guarantee that that's going to happen, and we can only kind of hope. Um, of course, we know that she will eventually marry him, but there's going to be a bit of a dark patch where no one thinks that's going to happen anymore. And although Elizabeth is lovely, where is she going to meet her husband? It brings into question why the girls haven't had a season in London to try to find husbands. But as you know, Mr. Bennett hates London and Mrs. Bennett probably couldn't be trusted in London. She'd be too excited um, and she'd want to take all the girls who would misbehave and they'd probably spend far too much money. I think London season was particularly expensive. So it's possible that the Bennets may not have been able to afford it um, as they only made 2000 a year, which is still a very good income for living in the country. Uh, and that is my summary of Chapter 20 of Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. You have been listening to The Amateur Austenite. My name is Frances Duncan. You can find me at francisduncanwrites.com and on Twitter at Francis underscore Duncan. Thank you for listening and I wish you happy reading. Just popping back in to let you guys know that we have merch now. I haven't actually got merch with my face on it. That seems a little weird to me. But if you really want it, let me know and I'll do that. There's merch of the Jane Austen Society of Aotearoa New Zealand's logo. uh, Some Jane Austen merch. And some Pride and Prejudice Heavily Pride focused merch too. It's on Redbubble and the link is in the notes. Happy buying!